We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We have all seen it in the movies. A pregnant woman's water dramatically breaks while walking down the street and active labor immediately follows. But how common is that? What can a pregnant woman really expect when her water breaks? I'm Stephanie Glover, childbirth educator, and today we're discussing what to expect when your water breaks. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What, pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I am your fill-in host for today's episode. This is Sunny. And uh, I want to thank you guys, all the loyal listeners we have out there who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You can see our website for more information. We do have a new website. If you go to preggypals.com, it's just going to forward you over to New Mommy Media. We decided to uh, put all of our content in one location for you. So that's newmommymedia.com for all that great stuff. Another way for you guys to stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app. It's available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. So if you're not here in the studio with us, you can still participate as a virtual panelist. We love this program. We love chatting with you guys week after week. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter using hashtag PreggyPalsVP. We're going to be tweeting some stuff out today as we are recording our show. We're going to be asking you guys questions. You guys can ask us questions um, as we talk about what to expect when your water breaks. So again, Preggy Pals VP. And if you do participate, then you can possibly win some prizes. So that's always fun. Um, The reason I am taking over hosting responsibilities today, you guys heard Stephanie off the top. That's because she's our expert. I don't know if you guys know, but our new host, Stephanie, is also a childbirth educator. And so we're going to go around the room. I'm going to share who's all in the studio here today. I'm going to start with Stephanie since I was just talking about her. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Sunny. I'm Stephanie Glover. I'm 32 years old. I am the host of Preggy Pals as well as a stay-at-home mom to two little girls. Gretchen is my almost three-year-old who was born via cesarean. And Lydia is my 11-month-old who I V-backed last August. Wonderful. Hi, I'm Abby Lacey. I am a prenatal massage therapist and labor doula. I'm also the founder of the Doula Initiative here in San Diego. I love it. Welcome to the show. It's the first time we've had you on. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm 36, and uh, I don't have any children yet. I'm being kind of picky about who their daddy's going to be. (laughs) Oh, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Annie. I'm Annie. I'm 36. I'm a labor doula. I'm actually uh, Abby's backup, and she is my backup, at least until I moved to Bahrain. <laughs> I was the former host of Preggy Pals, so we have uh, three 
former yeah. two former hosts and one current host here. Right. I have three children, all little girls, a uh, nine-year-old, a two-year-old, and almost one, uh, eight-month-old. So almost one. So, uh, and there were three vaginal births, uh, two of them in the hospital, and one was a home birth. Okay, and um, I have four children. I have my oldest is just about ready to turn four. My middle guy is two, and then I've got identical twin girls who are eight months old. So we're all busy mamas here. Um, I know Abby, you'll be a busy mama someday, but you're busy with other people's babies yeah, and stuff. Mm-hmm, so you're, exactly. you're still part of our <laughs> awesome mommy community. Okay, well, ladies, thank you for joining us today. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, so before we get going today, we are going to talk about a funny or interesting um, headline that's kind of making the rounds on the internet related to... Actually, uh, Stephanie is going to go ahead and tell us a little bit more about it. So take it away. Yeah, so the headline essentially reads, when when Troy and pregnant wife Kristen went into labor in the middle of the night, uh, they began to head to the hospital in Texas. And he, the husband was wearing a GoPro camera the entire time. So it documents the um, trip to the hospital and then the birth, which was just outside of the hospital. Well, I didn't know what a GoPro was until someone explained, like, that's like, he wears you. it on his head. Yeah. And, yeah. I didn't know until about a month ago. And yeah. my husband looked at me like I was crazy. Right? The, Go- like, the GoPro craze is just out of control. Right. Why do I not have stock in this <laughs> And so essentially it's um, the video, if you've watched it, it like Sunny said, it's making it. It's, it's like a forehead cam. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're seeing a husband driving about 95 miles an hour, I think, the whole time to the hospital. That's safe. Mm. It makes yeah. me a little <laughs> nauseous, personally. Good thing it was the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I think he's running red lights in the video, too, if you see, like, once they get off the freeway, I, I think. I think that's what it was showing. Um, and then ultimately, so the woman, the mom in labor, is a childbirth educator at the hospital that they end up pulling up to. And she ends up delivering, essentially, they're asking her to you know, take off your pants. I can't. Um, he's saying, don't push. She couldn't. And ends up delivering this baby right outside the hospital. Yeah. So. <laughs> she kept saying, he's coming, he's coming. Yeah. And, like, the husband didn't believe it. I'm like, why is this guy not? No, he pulled up to the hospital. He gets out of the car. He goes to get the bags out of the back seat. <laughs> and, and he like, takes forever doing it, yes. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think that's... Uh, Another good reason to hire a doula, right? (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I can speak because with with my second birth, um, it was you know it wasn't a precipitous birth. It was like fourteen hours start to finish. But when the decision was made that I needed to go to the hospital, I needed to transfer from my home birth to the hospital. It was quick, Uh, and so. You know, my nanny, thank God, she was the one driving. And then me and my husband, who's like 6'3", and I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, small either. You know, so we're in the backseat of our Kia. Um, <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, look, watching this, I think that's what made me feel so uncomfortable. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is just like my two. The, the car has to be the most uncomfortable place mm-hmm. to Every labor. Bump. Yeah. Every bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, did you have, Sunny, when you your water broke, when Ainsley mm-hmm. broke your water, did you experience uh, labor in the car or was yeah, it more? Yeah, I did. Wi- okay. I did. It was pretty subdued. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started well, once you to feel got to the hospital. Yeah, I started feeling yeah. contractions even before we left the house. And we were just so unprepared. Yeah. I mean, again, this was a situation, and in, in, in Annie's referring to my twins, um, where um, baby A broke water, broke my water, you know, and, and I had two different bags, so they were not together. So two different um, bags, same placenta. Um, and uh, I, we were not prepared. It, we weren't supposed to have our cesarean. But anyways, yeah, so it was one of those crazy things where um, I did experience labor in the car. Of course, you know, I have other kids. I got to drop off my kids at friend's house. I, first right. of all, I'm calling people on the phone going, I'm in labor. Can you take my kids? Yeah. You know, I don't have any other family in town. So it's it's totally crazy. And yeah, total car labor, not fun, especially I'm sure at 10 centimeters. I was only like two or three by the time I got to the hospital. Right. Can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah. yeah, and I'm having to sit down while the head's coming out on a wheelchair. Well, yeah, like. I mean, they kept push, tell, yelling her to, to not push. They kept yelling at her to sit down and sit down, sit down, just sit down. No, there's a head out yeah, of her. How, the how head was. What would that be? You the, sit on your baby. Yeah, the head was out by that point. You know, and, and I think the thing that cracks me up the whole thing is she gives this just blood curdling scream. The head is out. And then, like, two minutes later, She's like, you know, don't let my baby drop. Don't don't let my baby yeah, drop. Catch my baby. Exactly. Catch and the, and the, so the dad lifts her skirt and goes, the head's out. <laughs> you know, thank you, thank you, Captain Obvious. You know, your wife just screamed it to everybody in two counties over three uh, minutes ago. You I know. know. That's crazy. But if you guys haven't checked out this video yet, I would highly recommend it. It's very interesting. There's a censored part, so you're not going to see stuff that you shouldn't see. Or they censored you know, out the, the best part. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking to a room full of doulas and, and <laughs> childbirth educators here. Okay, so check out the video if you haven't already. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today we are learning all about what to expect when your water breaks. Joining us here in the studio is Stephanie Glover. Of course, she is the host of Preggy Pals. I'm just kind of filling in. She is a childbirth educator as well, which makes her completely qualified to talk about this. Um, welcome to Preggy. I feel funny. Welcome to Preggy Pals, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, it's, we've never had you before. Okay, so first of all, let's just dive into this. What exactly is this water we speak of? What is it? So the water is the amniotic fluid that surrounds your baby in utero. Um, the water can cause, or it acts as a cushion for baby. It helps regulate baby's temperature and provides um, kind of a medium for baby to move around. And we all have different amounts of water in there as far as how much cushion we have in our pregnancy. <laughs> it, it can vary um, but woman to woman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so what does it mean when your water actually breaks? You know, we, we hear about all this stuff and, you know, the movies show, like, it's very dramatic, right? And I know this, it's, it's rarely very dramatic for women. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so when your water breaks, you essentially have membranes that separate your blood flow from the baby or like your bloodstream from the baby. And um, that is encompassing the amniotic fluid and the fetus. And when that membrane is ruptured, that's what it means by water breaking. 
Okay. And I know it's going to vary woman to woman, but when does this typically happen? Does this trigger labor and delivery? Is this a sign of labor and delivery? So usually your water breaks when labor is already in progress. I believe it's about 10% of water breaking uh, occurs before labor begins. Okay. Uh, But typically it actually happens once labor has already begun. Okay. Um, and then what does it feel like? I guess we should be talking to everyone here in the studio that, that's had a baby. So um, in your experience, I guess, because, again, all women are different, right. what did it feel like when – I guess I should back up. So did yours break um, on its own? Did they break your water? I uh, – with my first – it was a C-section, but I was in spontaneous labor, but they did break my water at five centimeters. Okay. Um, and it just felt like warm liquid. Kind of oozing. Yeah, did kinda. it did it break like boom? Did you feel a big I, gush? Or I was didn't it oozing. It was a big gush when they broke it, um, but I didn't hear like the pop that some women oh. hear um, because they just used a, a tool to break it for me in the hospital. But with my second, I had a slow trickle, which um, so it broke on its own, but was just slowly with slight movements would sort of slowly trickle out of yeah. me. Okay. And then, Abby, as, as a doula, what, what have you seen when it comes to water breaking? Oh, gosh. I've seen pretty much all of it. Um, most women describe what you guys have said, that it, it's kind of like an oozing or a slow trickle of fluid. Some women are confused and not sure if it's actually urine. They're not certain if their water has broken or not. Um, and, in fact, there are tests that your providers can do to verify whether or not it is amniotic fluid. Um, but um, I've only actually ever heard the pop once with a client. Um, and otherwise, um, you know, I've had women with their water breaking either, you know, from very early on before labor ever starts all the way to breaking right before the baby is born. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, one of my absolute favorite births that I've attended uh, was a first-time mom, um, and she was laboring beautifully at home, relaxing in the tub, and um, it turned out that she had this really large, what's called a four-bag, which is um, a bag of amniotic fluid, ahead of the baby's head, which was putting pressure on her cervix, but it was emerging ahead of the baby's head as well. Um, And that didn't break until right before the baby was born. I've never heard of that. I always thought it was kind of the onset of labor. This is one of the first signs. Sometimes they have to break it. Most of the time, I guess they have to break it, but it's never pictured it like right before the baby comes out. Yeah. And in fact, it's actually, um, there are some babies that the water never breaks, and it's called being born in the call, where the amniotic sac is entirely intact around the baby. And um, yeah, yeah, you should Google so it. So cool. There's some amazing <laughs> pictures on the internet of babies born in the call. And um, it's actually believed, I want to say it was uh, a Native American belief that babies born in the call have mystical powers. They're, they're children of the earth and, and that they um, help the community to they bridge that um earthly and spiritual plane this reminds me of cats have you guys ever seen cats being born and how they come out like in their own little bags i don't know if it's the exact same thing but i've seen this is what i'm equating it to (laughs) how cats are born um i gosh i never i never really knew of i mean if you're in a hospital environment though i'm assuming these were like home births or something because if you're in the hospital environment there aren't they breaking it they're breaking it before that were to happen um, you know, I think that it, if you're strong, if, if you have a strong opinion about not having them uh, perform an AROM, A-R-O-M, which is an artificial rupture of your membranes, okay. um, that 
you know, if you were insistent on not having them rupture your membranes, you could probably have um, a call birth at home. But the ones that are primarily documented, or I'm sorry, you could probably have a call birth in the hospital, but most of the ones that we see or that are discussed are home births. Um, and in fact, if you watch Call the Midwife on PBS, they covered a call birth in a storyline in this most recent season. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, this is like totally fascinating to me. <laughs> then, okay, so if they're born that way, if the babies are born that way, then at what point do you break it then? I mean, it doesn't the baby doesn't stay in that call environment for that well, long? Well, it's, it's after the birth. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the babies don't start breathing uh, until air they hit until the oxygen. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, after the birth, then they, then yeah. they would like break the bag. Immediately, though? I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Typically, typically, I mean, it depends. The Most of the videos that we see of it are from water births. Okay. Um, they capture it very well. And then when the baby is surfaced, they break the call I so see. that the baby, the air can hit the baby's face and they can take that first breath. Got it. Another thing I've heard with call babies, and this is, you know, you heard the, the Native American, but that um, very often that it would be ideal if like cabin boys of like sailor sailing ships mm -hmm. they would want a cabin boy uh, or you know a child who had been born in the call or if there had been it was a sailor uh, in the crew that had been born in call they would have the call dried and carry it with them and as long as that sailor was on board as part of the crew he the the belief was is that he could not drown right and so wow. they want him they want a, a child or or a young member of the crew uh that was born in call you know you have to have the the call to yeah. prove it you know you could say <laughs> oh yeah i was born in the call you know um but that 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 ship wouldn't wouldn't sink then and so then by by him being in the crew that you know since He's he special, can't drown yeah, then no yeah. one else can drown exactly right? yeah and they, wow. and they turn it they sew it into a purse mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's what? called a mermaid's purse is mm -hmm. what it's called Okay, I'm fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so let's back up because you were talking about, you know, how do we tell if uh, it's water breaking or if it's, um, you know, urine or something? Because there's a lot happening with your body when you're in labor. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you from my personal experience, um, my first baby, my vaginal birth, they had to break my water in the hospital. Obviously, no waters were broken, like for C-section stuff. That's totally different procedure. So that was my second baby. Um, for my twins, um, scheduled C-section, but they decided to come. So Baby A broke her water three weeks before my scheduled C-section, so they ended up being 35 weekers. Um, so for me, I've only experienced um, my water breaking on one of my pregnancies, and um, it happened to be after or while I was in the shower, which makes it really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am in the shower, taking a shower, and I feel this warm water, and everything's great. And then I get out, and I'm just like, okay, where is this extra warm water coming from? And, and again, not, ha not having that experience and knowing a lot of women don't necessarily experience the water break because I had no signs of being in labor prior to that. That was my first cue and certainly wasn't expecting it. And um, that was one of my first questions when I called into labor and triage was, I think I'm, I'm either peeing myself or there's there's a you know leakage here of you know my amniotic fluid, mm -hmm. and then they said come in and we'll check you. We were not even going to mess around. Well, something that I was taught uh, as a doula that I always tell my clients is taco, um, and I know there's different ways you can you know rearrange those those coat. letters. But I like coat. Yes, yeah. another one. But I like food and Mexican food in particular. <laughs> so I like taco. So we're in whatever you, you can call it coat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from Southern California. We call it taco. So. You know, I tell my clients, if you think that your water's broken, taco, what are the four things you should be looking for? T, what time did the water break? Mm -hmm. A, 
uh, what was the amount that came out? Was it a couple of drops? Was it a cup? You know, we don't need to be getting out the measuring cups from the kitchen, but just a rough <laughs> estimate of how much fluid came out of your vagina. Uh, C, what was the color? Was it was it clear? Mm-hmm. Was it brownish? Was it greenish? Was it pea soup? Was it pea mm-hmm. soup? That's Ooh, bad. That sounds scary. That is, that is bad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, oh, what is the odor? What does it smell like? Some women describe it e- as either odorless. Sweet. Or sweet. Or wet hay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wet hay. It smell, mm-hmm. can smell like wet hay. Mm-hmm. See, I smelled nothing. It was clear. What was yeah. the, the time? The time the of it time just felt like a amount. constant trickle. Yeah. And the amount would just kept happening. So you know, and, and what happens a lot, too, is that the baby's head acts like a cork on the cervix. And so that's what the slow trickle is, is the way you don't feel like there's a huge gush. Well, it's the baby's head that's in the way. Mm-hmm. But baby throughout, the, how often, Stephanie, you would know, how often is the amniotic fluid replaced? I mean, it's every oh. few hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like body, four hours? Yeah, remember. the body continues to make amniotic fluid yeah, right. throughout. Like you won't empty. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just because the water breaks, the baby's going to keep making mm-hmm. amniotic fluid. So yeah. it's just going to be keeping trickling out until the baby comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, um, what can amniotic fluid, and this is a question for Stephanie, what can that tell us about fetal distress? So, like they were saying about the color, you know, we want to see clear amniotic fluid. That's a good indication that everything's so if the fluid is green or brown, it ind- indicates the presence of meconium, which is the first bowel movement. And um, this can happen during the oxygen being depleted during contractions. And when it's low, the intestines can cramp and it sends oxygen to kind of more important areas of the body. So it's going to send oxygen to baby's brain and other important you know, functions of the organs. And in turn, during the compression on their intestines, the baby will release that bowel movement and it can go into the water and then in turn, the water will change color. So it can be indicative of. Okay. Well, when we come back, we're going to discuss the effects of water breaking and how that impacts your labor and delivery. So we'll be right back. With Lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Preggy Pals. Today, we are discussing what to expect when your water breaks. And our host of the show, Stephanie Glover, is also our expert today. So I'm going to – I'm filling in for you guys. I'm, I'm your host right now. So um, question. So what are some of the do's and don'ts if your water is broken? What, what should you do? What should you not do? Well – I say, first of all, really have a discussion with your care provider, um, even in advance before you get to this point in your prenatal care to understand what it is that they expect you to do. You know, they may have some concerns about your pregnancy where they would want you to either come in right away or they might just want a phone call. And so if if you're under the suspicion that your water has broken, um, you're going to want to provide taco to your care provider. <laughs> um, All doctors love tacos. <laughs> Maybe some salsa on the side. So, you know, your water's breaking, like Annie mentioned, noting the time, noting the amount, the color, and the odor. Um, and really things that you don't want to do, when, you're, when your membranes have ruptured, 
your baby's little safe sack that they're living in for the pregnancy is sort of susceptible now to infection. So you don't want to be inserting anything into the vagina that's unnecessary. So keep fingers out, tampons, just anything, anything, just keep it out. (laughs) Um, In fact, uh, many care providers will even um, not perform cervical checks and vaginal exams as often if membranes mm-hmm. have already ruptured. And is that the same is that the same thing as saying your water broke is that your membranes are ruptured that's one in the exactly. same. Exactly. Okay, yes. so just make sure we got the right terminology. Yes. Okay. Um so let's kind of okay, so she should call her care provider, get in touch, figure out, you know, what they want her to do um, and then either proceed forward to the birthplace, whatever, follow follow the advice. Um, what if labor contractions have not started? So your water has broke. And this, this kind of happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't start right away. I knew that they were going to start. And actually, that's what kind of scared me because I thought I was going to get get off with a second um, a second uh, pregnancy and, and birth without any contractions because <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be scheduled C-section. Um, and then I was like, oh, crap. Now I'm going to go into labor. And then <laughs> And I was just like, gosh, I've heard that it, it kind of you know, will start to trigger things. And I was like kind of looking at the watch. Going, okay, when am I going to feel the first contraction? When am I going to feel it? Um, and by the time they could get me to the hospital, get me checked in, I was in it just as much pain as my first baby right before the epidural, you know. And I was just like, I thought I wasn't going to have to do this. My husband's going, <laughs> I had plans today. I'm like, you had plans today. <laughs> Anyways, um, so um, what, what do we do if those contractions haven't started yet? You mentioned the the possibility of infection. So there's some things going on down there. What do we need to know? Yes, Stephanie, what do we need to know? <laughs> I, I too, <laughs> had, I had with my second, my water broke, you know, slowly in a trickle before I felt anything. Yeah. And I'm chuckling a little because what I did might not necessarily be what I would recommend. <laughs> um, but I, I think that a woman's birthing intuition is strong. And so that's how I defend (laughs) (laughs) what I did. Um, I really think it's going to come back to the care provider that you've chosen, um, really what you've talked about with them in terms of, of of your plan, and also considering if you have any conditions in your pregnancy that need to be considered for um, for labor, for instance, um, if you are Group B strep positive, then oftentimes care providers will want you to come in right away when your water's broken or shortly thereafter because they want to get you on a round of antibiotics. Now, what does that mean, Group B? So, Group B, it's a bacteria that about I think ten to upwards of thirty percent of women actually have contained in their body, and you can have you can test positive for it in one pregnancy and negative in another. So you can just kind of carry this bacteria. However, um, there is a risk that if untreated by antibiotics during labor, you can pass this bacteria to your baby, and it can cause complications. Mm-hmm. And so, what they're hoping to do by giving you the antibiotics is hoping to also get those to your baby to help during labor protect them from any um, complications. So when that's happened, of course, with increased um, infection risk, once water's broken, oftentimes GBS positive mamas are encouraged to come into the hospital sooner. Some care providers are okay with, look, you're not feeling anything, you're good health-wise, stay home, maybe just try to get things going on your own. And you can do acupressure, take a walk, um, you know, take a, relax, eat, you know, fuel up. 
there's a number of things that you can do. No, I don't think that they recommend intercourse because they want you to keep things well, out. Well, just like <laughs> keep stuff out. Yeah. The danger, um, Will Robinson. Right. But even, you know, they used to discourage taking a bath, mm-hmm. but now they're realizing that's not even necessarily evidence-based. And as long as a tub is clean, <laughs> a bath can often be okay. As opposed to a shower, does it matter? Um, a shower would be fine, okay. but they, they thought... Uh, some thought initially that because you're submerged in a tub I and see. if your water's broken, Definitely maybe it could yeah. increase infection. Okay. Um, and, but yeah, it, it, I think a lot of it is going to have to do with your personal kind of circumstances and the comfort level of your provider and how long that, you know, they want you to wait before coming in, before labor actually gets started. Okay. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but I want to be very clear. So um, artificially rupturing your membranes, what what is all that about? That That's when it doesn't happen naturally and Correct. someone yeah. does that for you. Yep. So um, that's AROM, as Abby had, had pointed out earlier. So artificial okay. rupture of a membrane um, is a procedure that's done by a care provider. Um, they often use this. It's a plastic tool that looks almost like a crochet needle Mm -hmm. so it has a just a little hook on the end and they insert that through the cervix and hook around the sac and and rupture it that way and um abby you can answer this why would that be done well it can be done for any number of reasons the most common one that we see is that providers believe that it can help expedite labor um Bring on the construction stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Or so the baby's born faster. Speed along. Exactly. Yeah, speed um, along. In truth, the average is that it only shortens labor by about 45 minutes. So if you're talking about a 24-hour labor, which is average for a first-time mom, 45 minutes, not necessarily a significant amount of time um, in the bigger picture of things. But in some circumstances, it's actually um, really highly recommended. Um, it's not uncommon for some babies to not fully engage in the pelvis. By that, I mean come down and really have their head applied to the cervix. So if the amniotic sac is um, creating um, a cushion between the head and the cervix, what they'll often want to do is rupture the membranes, break the water, so that the baby comes down and their head really gets well applied to that cervix. Because ultimately, it's that baby's head on the cervix that helps continue labor by stimulating contractions um, and help dilate the cervix because you want something adding pressure to that while the muscle is stretched. Are there any, um, is there a downside? Is there evidence-based information that says there's a downside to artificially rupturing membranes? Absolutely. Uh, If you rupture membranes too early in the process, then you get back to, um, you know, that risk of infection, um, which isn't just from group beta strep. Um, there's an infection called choreo, um, and it doesn't happen significant amount anymore in, in American healthcare, but um, choreo is actually a very dangerous uterine infection that can be transmitted to the baby, and that's a reason for an emergency section. Um, you know, the other risk that you will hear a lot of care providers not necessarily talk about I think doulas maybe do a little bit more, is there's kind of an artificial clock that you get put on once your water breaks. Yes, that's what I felt. I felt like almost pressure, like, oh, they're coming today. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just that self-imposed, oh, my God, my baby is coming. It's also from um, a medical provider's perspective, they really want to see you making forward progress towards birthing your baby by 24 hours after rupture. If you are not making forward progress... 
and that's defined differently by sure. every provider and every facility. But if you're not making forward progress to, toward actually birthing the baby within 24 hours, again, you're going to be considered a candidate for a C-section at that time. Okay. So the ladies here in the studio, like how long did it take after, for your personal experience, um, whether it was ruptured, you know, artificially or your water broke on your own, about how long did it take for you to finally get that baby out? Uh, I had, for my first baby, my membrane said the water was broken artificially, you know, with the amnio hook. Um, And it was, gosh, about six hours later. Um, So I went from, you know, it was maybe one to two centimeters. So I went from one to two centimeters to 10 centimeters and pushing out a baby in six hours. Mm-hmm. So that's rather mm-hmm. expeditious, especially yeah. for a first baby. Absolutely. Yeah. If I had had a doula, she would have been psyched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for my, my second baby, uh, as I think I said before, uh, you know, sh- her water's ruptured um, spontaneously. She was born like a minute later. <laughs> and then my third baby, Abby, you were there. Abby was my doula for my third <laughs> baby. What was that? It was like probably eight in the morning, I want to say maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That my water is released, and then it was like eleven o'clock, when, so about three hours later. Yeah, it was. It was shortly before. the yeah. pushing stage started. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Well, yeah. So very different. Yeah. 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 And mine was different. Yeah. When they um, artificially ruptured my membranes in the hospital, I think I was about a five centimeter at five centimeters, and then I think I got to complete and pushed like maybe six hours later, and then but I ended up with a C-section, and then with my second. I started having the slow trickle, and then um, 18 hours later, went to the hospital at, at 10 centimeters and had my baby a couple hours later. After a full night of sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a high-protein meal and a shower. <laughs> yeah, I think mine was about six hours. After Ainsley broke um, the water, I think mine was about six hours. But mine was different because they had to prep the room. And, you know, mine was a C-section. So there was, like, someone that was ahead of us. and You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're not thinking, you know, that I'm in... You know, there was no distress on the baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything was going swimmingly, except the fact that I did not want to be in labor, <laughs> experiencing labor pains. But I think it was about six hours before, actually, we were. I was on the table and they were doing their thing. <laughs> so that seems to be pretty consistent. Okay, well, thank you, ladies, for sharing your experiences today about what to do when your water breaks. For more information about Stephanie's... You guys can visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our... After the show, Stephanie is going to be discussing premature rupture of membranes. To join our club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We have a question for one of our experts. Janet in Oahu writes, I'm a CrossFit junkie and I just found out I'm pregnant. How can I modify the exercises so that they are safe for my baby? Hi, Janet. This is Leanne Webster with 52 Healthy Weeks. I wanted to get back to you regarding your question about doing CrossFit while pregnant. Um, What I would recommend is, number one, talk to your CrossFit coach because she or he will know you better than anyone and they'll know what you're capable of and what you've um, been doing up to this point. 
Um, but there are a few things that you definitely want to keep in mind. Number one, listen to your body throughout your workout. And if there's ever a time when you feel like you want to stop but your mind is telling you to keep going, um, please stop because this is definitely not the time for pushing yourself. Um, the second thing would be to stick with lighter weight and lower reps. Um, I know this is not what you're used to, but it's definitely um, something that you want to keep in mind while you're pregnant. Um, the third thing would be not to lie on your back after the first trimester and don't do anything that's inverted if it makes you become dizzy. And that's another thing you'll definitely want to talk to your CrossFit coach about. Um, and the last thing I would highly recommend is that throughout your workout, you be able to carry on a conversation. I know that um, generally speaking with CrossFit, um, we all become very anaerobic at times um, without oxygen and have a, you know, a difficult time carrying on a conversation, and that is often the goal. However, when you're pregnant, it is very important to keep your heart rate just a little bit lower and to be able to carry on a conversation um, and, and know what your rate of perceived exertion is. I hope these answers help and have a great pregnancy and uh, stay healthy. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out all of our sister shows, such as Parent Savers for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and our show The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed their babies. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.